This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Jeremy Kahn, Cody Decker here with you. And Cody, when we stepped out, we were kind of talking about, uh, you know, all-star games and things like that. And you had an interesting quote you read over the weekend. Somebody was pretty passionate about which one's the best all-star game. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody has their opinions on this. I don't think anyone's going to sit here and pretend that the Pro Bowl is the best. But Josh Donaldson of Major League Baseball fame, Toronto Blue Jays, currently where you see the Minnesota Twins still until they trade him eventually. Uh, he tweeted out last night. Baseball is the only legitimate all-star game in sports. You can't go easy when a guy throws a hundred. All the other sports besides hockey should stop having them. It's actually embarrassing to watch. Now, that is a bit of a harsh quote, in my opinion. I think it has some merit in that, yeah, the Pro Bowl is, quite frankly, a bit of a joke at this point. I, I don't really care for it anymore. But the basketball all-star game, you know, you got the, well, historically you got the dunk contest you got the three-point contest which i love and quite frankly this new format of the all-star game i actually really really enjoyed um so i'm not entirely with him but i don't think he's completely without his merit what do you think yeah i'm kind of in the well somewhere in between there because i do think baseball has the the best all-star game uh if we talked about the entire weekend i was talking to somebody that's a huge hockey fan saying you don't understand the skills competition there is absolutely amazing i'm not a big hockey guy like i'm it's, it's weird being a basketball guy with hockey and, and basketball running almost parallel to one another. You can dive into both or you can pick one and be all in. And that's pretty much where I'm at certain games. I'll, I'll tune in for the NHL when I know it's a great matchup or when the playoffs start. And I think that's how a lot of fans are with the NBA, but NBA mm-hmm. all-star weekend is a lot of fun. And I grew up with it. So it's like, I don't want that to go away. The pro bowl, we can shoot that off into the moon somewhere because it's one of the most <laughs> so horrendous thing. It's so bad. Like I watched I defensive linemen stand up and just like this. What are we doing? I used to love it when it was, you know, in Hawaii. And it was like, there was kind of like a we. it was like almost like a reward for the year you just went through. There was something about it. I really dug. Plus it gave us that terrible movie, blue crush, which, yeah. you know, is about <laughs> that. I can't believe I'm quoting blue crush on an actual radio show, but yeah, it's, it's a terrible movie, um, but it used to have something to it. There was a charm to it, and I feel like that charm is long, long gone. Um, but yeah, the M- the MLB All-Star Game, I mean, obviously, that's an incredible weekend. The Home Run Derby, kind of the pageantry behind it. But you mentioned the Hockey All-Star Game. There is so much pageantry and prestige to that All-Star Game. For instance, do you remember the sto- the whole thing that happened to John Scott, the enforcer that got voted into the All-Star Game as a captain, as a joke? And then yeah. they, he got he got punished for it. It like ruined his career. The guy didn't do anything. All he did was get voted for. And the prestige of that that tournament or that that, you know, all star game literally got him fired all because he existed. Like, that's how seriously <laughs> they take it. And that's insane to me. But it's just what took place. You don't really have that with the baseball all star game, but you do have a pageantry. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game, I still feel like there is a pageantry to it. It just feels very watered down to what it used to be. You know, the one thing I've always wanted to know, and just from talking to other players that have gone to the All-Star Game, with this particular guy, what does Ichiro say in the in the clubhouse bef- before the game? Because these guys would talk about the speeches he gives and how funny and how great they are. Like, that's the one thing I've always wanted to know about Major League Baseball All-Star Games. Because every professional player I've talked to that played with him said, it's something you have to see that you really can't describe it. It's amazing. 
I don't I don't know what he says because honestly yeah. I've never was a major league all-star. I was a triple A <laughs> all-star a couple times. But guess what? In the triple A all-star game, no one's giving speeches. No one, no one cares. I did a home run derby in triple A all-star game. We were doing shots in the dugout between rounds. <laughs> See, that's my kind of all-star game, though. It was but awesome because I Dude, the home run derby happened. So the first round, it was a weird format. And whatever reason, I was hitting line drives during this home run derby. I just wasn't feeling it. So I go back in the dugout. Guy says, hey, here you go. Hands me a glass of, basically a glass of Jack Daniels. I'm like, yeah, I'm drinking that. Shot it down, <laughs> went out there and hit like 10 pumps. Because, you know, I got some pop. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, thank you. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for getting me over the hump that day. See, and I, I think you just figured out how to fix the Pro Bowl shots. That's all it is. Just make them take shots for every first down. <laughs> Can you imagine field. every single play in between plays? Patrick Mahomes has to take a full shot and go back and take another <laughs> take another snap. I'm into watching that. He probably do things even more incredible somehow. Well, apparently he's already done that. He did it at the end of the first half in his last playoff game and into the second half he was taking shots because I don't know what happened. <laughs> By the way, I'm not the least bit bitter about having the Chiefs over Cincinnati in that game. But uh, well, <laughs> it was the smart bet. Yeah. Yeah, it's one, up 21 to three or 20, whatever it was with that little bit of time. And they had a chance to just kick a field goal, you know, get the hell out of Dodge. Instead, they fumbled it away. And I, anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. Let, let's get into some of the basketball stuff, because, you know, with all being said, we're obviously going to focus in on the All-Star game. But there was a big moment in college basketball yesterday with, with Wisconsin and Michigan. And I was on Michigan. I loved the spot for them. Last time they played Wisconsin, they handled them. They had a little bit of a lead to start the second half, and then Wisconsin just blew them out, just went on this run, and Michigan could never recover. And at the end of the game, that's when all the antics started, um, where <laughs> you had Juwan Howard slapping the opposing coach with an open hand. They were arguing over calling a timeout, and it's just – it's absolutely insane to sit here and think nowadays that we get this from coaches. And you've got people all over that are either defending him or taking shots at, at Juwan Howard. I'm I can't believe I'm saying this again because I'm not taking a hard line on one side or the other because here's where I think Juwan Howard needs to be suspended period he needs to be suspended for the rest of the year that's ridiculous you can't slap another coach on the court leading to your own players brawling and trying to separate you from the other team that's a bit out, outrageous in this day and age however it was very clear he took exception to the timeout that was called. You know, it looked like they were going on a, a mild run, but there was not enough time left. And clearly he had his not normal defense out there for Wisconsin and needed to make a change because they were about to go on an eight-point run, even though they were up by like 17 at the time. But it seemed after the game, and there is a camera that kind of gets his quote where Juwan Howard's walking by the coach, and instead of shaking his hands, he said the quote, I'll remember that. And the Wisconsin coach tried to stop him and touched him. And when he touched him, I guess that's when Juwan Howard really took exception. You see the finger pointing, people getting involved. And then I don't know what the hell happened that made him slap the assistant coach. But at that point, it was a melee and, quite frankly, ugly. Um, it, it's one thing we mentioned in the last uh, segment. We we're talking about college baseball, how all these guys got to be on their best behaviors. They're bat flipping. They're talking trash. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be throwing at each other because there's going to be some harsh consequences in the NCAA. There's going to be harsh consequences here, and quite frankly, there has to be because at the end of the day, this is not professional sports. This is the amateur level, and if you're having out there what are quote-unquote student-athletes, you have to be some sort of measure of something for your student-athletes. And so, if you're brawling and they're protecting you, that's a problem. It's a bad look from coaches, let alone players. We talk about this yeah. with players all the time. Like you got to know you can't do that, whether it's – instances of putting your hands on the ref, putting your hands on an opponent in a, in a sporting event. There's a lot of trash talk that goes on. Feelings get hurt. 
maybe you didn't get a call down the court. Now you're angry about that. All, all types of things can happen. The one thing I do want to bring up before I ask you this, this big question, we had this almost a year ago with, and look, I, I talk about this all the time. So I'm in Baltimore. My station's the home of the Terps. So when Mark Turgeon, who's no longer with the Terrapins, got into it with Juwan Howard, a lot of us in Maryland were like, man, what's wrong with this guy? He's a bit of a jackass. These two were going back and forth, chirping at one another. And it looked like it was almost this same incident without the slap. There was pushing, shoving, name calling. It bled over to the postgame press conference. And we were wondering how it was going to look when these teams met up again. And albeit that, that Turgeon's not around for this. But this Michigan team is underperforming. It seemed like they started to play better. Is this a fireable offense? And knowing that this has happened before without the slap, you know, you're allowed to have altercations. You're allowed to be angry. You just can't follow through with that type of stuff nowadays, especially with cancel culture going on. A lot of people want them fired. It is a, come on, you can't sit here and pretend it's not a fireable offense. It is. It flat out is. You, you, you can make the argument that an actual assault took place on the court. Now, I think that's a bit harsh, a bit too much, going a bit far. I do think it's more fair of a suspension, but again, this is not the first incident. And if there is a third incident, he has to be fired. He just has to be. Um, but yeah, I'm not on the fire him train. I do think there needs to be a suspension. They do need to make an example of him, but I, I don't think he should lose his job entirely. But like you mentioned, the team is underperforming. It's clear that a lot of frustration is building up. And when you're the, you know, when you're the coach of a major university such as Michigan and your frustrations are starting to boil over. If you're the you're the head coach or a coach and it's boiling over and you're unable to contain yourself, that is a terrible message to your players. It's a terrible message to your fan base and even worse message to the university that puts this much trust in you. Well, I, if it were me and I was that assistant coach, as soon as I got slapped, you'd have heard a whimper like, a, uh, and then I'd have fallen and then <laughs> I, I'd have sued. Like, that's just all that would have happened. You should have went like, you know how to take a charge, right? Sometimes you're flopping. I would have flopped with the slap. I've never had a grown man slap me across the face before, but it's probably a humbling experience to say the least. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, was an open it was, hand. It was a pretty weak slap. It was more like a caress of the right side of the face. It wasn't much. He, he got a couple fingers on him. There was no cross action. It was almost like Jawan went in for the slap, realized that he shouldn't do it right when he got there, and he started pulling away. It's so only like... <laughs> A little bit of hand just caressed his face, but it was still like, come on, dude, what I'm, are you doing? <laughs> Plus, on I'm, top of that, you were reaching over 14 guys on a guy that was clearly being held. Everyone's being held back. So when you go over and get somebody, dude, that is such a punk move. It's so funny. You like, and I'm totally going to get off, uh, <laughs> off, off course here. But before I got into radio, I delivered pizzas, and we used to have this guy that he'd want to touch our face. He'd tell us how pretty what? we were. And yes, I'm dead serious. So, but the, the gesture <laughs> that you just did with the slap and the fingers uh. coming across the face is what he would do. And so uh. we've been, we've been dating for like 17 years now. He's a great guy. No, but in all seriousness, <laughs> the, 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 this, this happened. <laughs> he would give us great tips. And one of the guys was so creeped out. He's like, I'm not going over there. And I said, what did he tip you last time? He's like 10 bucks. Ah, I could touch my face. So I'd go take the <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just seeing you do that brought that up in my mind with the hand coming across and like the little tickle. Very, very it, was, it, was like, it was like he tickled his face. It almost like I, I would have uh, been like almost like, you know, you know, when like you you get like chills, but you know, yeah. you shouldn't be getting them. I probably would have gotten some chills with that. I'm like, no, no, that's not that's not the feeling that should be elicited from Juwan Howard right now. But it, yeah, it's a bad look. I mean, anyone that says it's not a bad look is clearly lying. It's just it's a bad look. And I do not think he should be fired. I do think an example needs to be made because at the end of the day, this is 
technically amateur sports and yes. that cannot be happening in amateur sports it should be happening in professional sports either but at the end of the day this is amateur college student athletes well and it's a shame that this stole the headlines because obviously it's going to when you have a coach put his hands on another coach there were two phenomenal games yesterday that we really should be talking about houston beating wichita state what a game. which you had to they had to come back and went to double overtime uh, wichita state covers the over obviously hits with double overtime and then the other one that i had butler and i was so mad with the way my day was going yesterday because i had butler and i'm like they were up by double digits and it went to overtime and i was fortunate that they covered um but providence comes back and wins 71 70. the over of course hits in another overtime game butler plus the points butler led 45 29 with 15 minutes left in the second and, and ended up losing the game. But did you watch either one of these, and, and how'd you feel about it? Uh, I'm a bit concerned. I actually would love your opinion on this. Uh, mm -hmm. More on the Butler-Providence game. Is Providence for real? Because, yeah, I know they were resilient and came back, but I felt like they should at no point been down this much to a really off-year Butler team the way they were. So it's making me a little kind of question them going forward because I really, really did not like how they looked in that first half. And I, you mentioned that Houston game. Um, I feel the exact opposite about Houston. I felt like Houston battled their asses off that entire game and refused to lose to a lesser Wichita State. Yeah. Well, and I think those are very fair points. Providence as well, what their last game, getting the break speed off of them um, as they came out. So maybe they're in a little bit of this swoon, if you will, and playing down, hitting a wall. Um, but they, they did battle and come back and win a game. And anytime it's a conference game, I, I tend to give these guys passes because I do think Providence is a really good team. I think th there's a bunch of teams that we're not looking at kind of off the radar that are entering the top 25. Like Wyoming's an interesting team if you haven't watched them play. Um, and I don't know that any of these teams are ones like once we get to the, the point of March Madness and you start talking about who can win it all, there's mm -hmm. probably six or eight teams that we get to. Maybe it expands this year as it's a little bit more wide open, but I do think it's very top heavy. The, the, the top five in the country right now is is really, really good. Like Arizona, Baylor's a good team. We can go through Gonzaga. We can go through all these teams. Duke. Um, the ACC is really down, uh, you know, and there's other conferences that are down as well. But I, I think the tournament's going to be great this year, especially if baseball's not giving us what we want and they start extremely late. So maybe that'll carry us over for a little bit in sports talk. But, um, but I, I do like that Providence team. I love the way that they play defense um, and, and how they pass the ball. So I, I think they are a threat come postseason time. One team that really is surprising me this year, and I, I, mean, I guess they shouldn't surprise me, but they've had a hell of a game last night, and they also beat UCLA earlier in the week. You talk about teams that have been in the top 25. USC, I don't think, is a joke this year, and I think there's a couple of teams in that Pac-12 that are really, really resilient. They just pulled a half game in front of UCLA last night with their win on the buzzer beater that they had last night. Um, I, I really like some of these teams in the pack because even Washington State, even though their record doesn't show it, they have lost about five one-point games to some major comp, major teams over in the pack. So I'm I'm really excited to see what USC does in the tournament. Got a UCLA guy praising USC. What's going on today? They're good, man. I can't <laughs> pretend they're not good. I don't want them to be, but they are. Yeah, they're very talented, and especially with Mobley, uh, you know, the younger Mobley. Um, there, there's there's some talent with USC, and I still think uh, a lot of good games coming up this week, and we'll get into that. But coming up next, we dive into NBA talk as the All-Star break is coming to an end. And later, we'll discuss the top storylines from across the NFL over the weekend. Jeremy Kahn, Cody Decker, it's BetQL Daily. Follow us at BetQL Daily on Twitter. We'll be right back after this. 
Hey, it's Joe Gillier from BeckQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BeckQL Daily, you better you bet, and bet MGM tonight on the BeckQL Network.